The views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. And good afternoon, everyone. Right now, it is 106 on this, uh, boy, sunny but cold Wednesday. It certainly is. Good afternoon, everyone. Here I am. It is Juan. It's the John DePietro Show. It's 106 on this Wednesday, November 18th. And you're, you're tuned to AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by... R.E. Coogan and Heating, helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Explore their services, plumbing, heating, and cooling, residential services from winter to summer. Train technicians, R.E. Coogan and Heating, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Call them, 401-732-6562, 401-732-6562, R.E. Coogan and Heating. Now, I want to bring you up to speed. The latest now. Now, states are definitely ramping up restrictions uh, with Thanksgiving approaching. That, without question, that is happening tomorrow. I, Governor Mundo press briefing is happening tomorrow. Now, today is Wednesday, November 18th. So the governor's press briefing schedule, as far as I know, is going to be tomorrow, Thursday the 19th at 1 o'clock. We'll carry it live. And then I believe it's next Wednesday, Thanksgiving Eve. Now, I I think we're, we're going to find out, but there is certainly talk that they're going to ask people to severely cut back on Thanksgiving. And it's not just a Rhode Island thing, and it's not just a Governor Raimondo thing. It's um, that a lot of people, that they're going to be doing that, a lot of states, because they are very fearful that with everyone seeing family, and uh, everyone taking the masks off and getting, uh, you know, around each other as you would do on a holiday. They are afraid right now that things would, would really uh, spike. And, you know, something that they, when I say they, political leaders, what they are very concerned about is the hospitals being overwhelmed. Now, I'm seeing right now, now this is brand new at 108 in the Ocean Sea. Rhode Island set single-day record for new COVID cases. Rhode Island has set a single-day record for new daily COVID cases. Health officials reported uh, on Wednesday today six deaths. And ready for this? 1,383 new cases. Of the 1,383 new cases, 1,280 were recorded yesterday. That is the largest amount of new cases recorded on a single day. The other 103 cases were added to previous dates. Tuesday, the Rhode Island Department of Health recorded the administration uh, of, how about this though? They did over 18,000 tests with a positive rate of 7%. The death toll right now is 1,284. Number of cases rose, of cases rose to 45,000. There were 284 people hospitalized because of the virus. Of those hospitalized, 22 are in the ICU and 13 are on ventilators. So something very dramatic has happened. And I want you to just listen to this, folks, right now at 109. And that is that notice they they have to figure out 
the positivity rate is 7%. And at 7%, the hospitals are not overwhelmed. They're getting more crowded, but they're still not overwhelmed. And that's important. And a big part of this is the sheer number of tests that Rhode Island is doing. President Trump was not wrong. You do more tests, you get more positive cases. The majority of these people, think of that, 18,000 tests were done. And of the 18,000 tests, 1,280 positive cases. So it's 7%. Now, thank God the bulk of that, the people are probably asymptomatic. And they're just going to be recovering from home. Um, Now, I'm also seeing the FDA has approved its first rapid at-home self-test. Now, I talked about that. And this is the U.S. regulators allow emergency use rapid tests performed entirely at home and delivers results in 30 minutes. I think it's $130. So the test will require a prescription, limiting its initial use, single-use test kit, from Lucera Health, California manufacturer. Company tests allow users to swab themselves, collect a nasal sample. Sample is then in a vial of laboratory solution. It plugs into a portable device. Results are displayed as lights label positive and negative. Uh, to date, the FDA has um, authorized 300 tests for the virus. The vast majority require a nasal swab performed by a health professional and must be processed at laboratories using high-tech equipment. Handful of tests allow people to collect their own samples at home, nasal swab or saliva, then ship to a lab, which usually means waiting days for results. So now, folks, the good news is we didn't have this several months ago. They are making progress. But you're already starting to see right now that it's the testing. The testing is going to be the key. The testing is going to be the key. Now, a couple of other news stories right now, 111 on this Wednesday. The president is seeking a recount in two highly populated Wisconsin counties. So that's where the Trump administration is right now as far as, um, you know, the election. And also in the 11 o'clock hour, we spoke with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And he talked about Congressman Cicilline in the race that he is in. And right now, he has lost for assistant House Speaker. So Congressman David Cicilline, I think that's the first time he's lost an election, as I can think of it. Um, he, he ran for mayor of Providence. He won in 2002. He was reelected in 2006. In 2010, he ran for Congress and won. And then he won again in 12, in 14, 16, 18, and then 20. And, but he has lost for assistant House Speaker. So that is um, the, the latest on this Wednesday. Now, Governor Baker at the same time, Massachusetts Governor Baker urged Massachusetts celebrate Thanksgiving only with people they live with. So that is brand new, folks. That really changes uh, Massachusetts residents, only people you live with. Did not announce any new restrictions, but the social gathering limit remains at 10. Now, they're saying travelers coming into Mass from another state, including returning college students, required to quarantine or produce proof of a negative test. Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Hawaii, the only states exempt from the travel order. The list will be updated on Friday. Governor said he's been struck by what people in long lines for testing and telling reporters. They're getting tests so they can travel for the holidays. 
He said it ignores his advice to stay home. Vaccine gives us real hopes at Baker. The best weapon we have to fight the virus is prevention. Um, he also stressed his belief that schools should stay open. God, the fear-mongering with the schools, you people are ridiculous. There's been hardly any virus spread in schools. The transmission isn't happening in schools. Now, for those of you who were listening, last hour we had one of those chicken little people. Uh, that was saying, oh, no, I keep my kids at home. Everybody should keep the kids at home. And that this goes back to August when the teachers were crying and making out their wills uh, before they were returning to school. It's just, it's ridiculous. People don't know what you're talking about. Now, in Massachusetts, yesterday, 20 new confirmed cases and 2,200 newly confirmed cases. The new deaths pushed the state's confirmed death toll to 10,000. And the caseload to 186,000. Now, in the Channel 10 report, they don't have exactly how many people were tested. But um, Governor Baker, notice, is on the same page as Governor Raimondo that children should be in school. I want to repeat, children belong in school. Schools are not super spreaders. There's no difference. None. The people that are keeping their children home, there's no difference between that and and um, and people that are sending their school children to school and people that are keeping them at home. So um, and here's someone, excuse me, John, people earlier were saying, why isn't Gina closing the schools? I simply said, pull your children. You have the right to if you want to uh, doing quite well. Distance learning. Uh, bye bye. Um, no, it's not a matter of that. But you, you have to back it up. I think. Oh, boy, what's the matter? We can't give our opinion. It, it's not a matter of that. Um, another uh, email. John, this is why they're ending up in the ER at a hospital surging. No taste, no smell, congested. Uh, if they would put their mask on and wash hands and do what is asked, but they refuse to. Not enough staff at the hospitals to handle what and why they will shut down. Economy will die, shut down. They won't take the vaccine. I don't see the craziness. I agree. Um, this will be if they come out and they're coming out with a vaccine, you will not be forced to take it. You will not be forced to uh, take the vaccine. But I, I believe this is the thinning of the herd. I want to play, actually, as I think of the folks right now. It's a good afternoon. It's John DePietro. It's 116. Channel 12 did an interview. How are these people still saying that they... Um, people are saying that uh, they still think it's a hoax. I, I don't know what to do with someone. Like, what, how do you handle something like that? This guy on Channel 12, this is not a hoax. Yeah, we know that. Who, who are the people that still think it is a hoax? I don't think there's any hope for them. But like I said, folks, keep in mind, you know, years ago, they, actually, as a matter of fact, there's still some people that think the world is flat. There are people like that. Uh, this is the Channel 12 story. Paul Ferns. Uh, life changed dramatically. Here we Speaking go. Speaking out tonight about his own battle with COVID-19. Hoping his frightening experience hits home that this virus is no hoax. 12 Days reporter Sheena Lotion. Let me just stop that for a moment. What? What? It's not. Who? Who's saying that it is a hoax? In this story, they should have people still. Who? Who is still saying it's a hoax? Who in their right mind? Oh, listen, folks, this isn't a... Yeah, we know that. 
all the dead, the hospitals, everything we learned, if there were people around us still saying it's a hoax, my opinion, there's no hope. There's no hope for them. Let them. Thinning of the herd. Joins us now live from Warwick with a story. Sheena? Live right here at Kent Hospital. This is where a man spent days fighting for his life. He's hoping his story just puts one face to the many people impacted by COVID-19. I feel like I'm in the bonus round. Like everything since April 14th when I was discharged from Kent Hospital has been a bonus to me. I almost look like I shouldn't be here. Paul Fern says try to look at this as a public service announcement. It hit me really hard. I don't wish that upon anyone. He's a lawyer, a father, and a husband living with new perspectives since beating COVID-19. I have no political motivation. I have no financial motivation to be here to what? talk about my story what? other than to no, warn people. No one thinks that. That this is not a hoax. Far from it. Oh, it's not? If people want to question the data, that the data is inaccurate, I understand that. But in terms of the presence of COVID in our society here in Rhode Island, in the country, in the world, as it not being true, that is far from the truth. It does exist. It was Friday, March. Am I hearing this correctly? Is he under the impression? Are there still people that think that? If there are people that think that, there's no hope for them. You know, we're hearing reports, folks, of people dying in the hospital. And as they're dying, they're being told they have COVID. And they're like, they refuse to. I, I don't know what to tell you. Like I, you know, like I've said, you know, smoking causes cancer. People still smoke. You got to wear a seatbelt when you get in the car. People don't wear a seatbelt. You have to exercise. Don't be obese and don't eat fatty food. People ignore that. Scott, ready? Skydiving is dangerous. People go skydiving. Many times when someone's in a small plane, things can go wrong and the small plane crashes. People still fly. Uh, People ride a motorcycle without a helmet. And now this guy from Warwick's doing a public service by letting us know that, hey, listen, this is not a, yeah, we know it's not a hoax. If there's someone out there that still thinks it is, I I don't think, I don't think this person who's well-intentioned, I'm glad he's feeling better. I don't think this is going to help them. I don't know what to think at this point. Excuse me. Let me rephrase that. I, I don't think you can cut through. So the the people just just keep in mind about the you know the world flat. Like if there was someone saying, I, I want people to know and hear it from me, this is not a hoax. The world is not flat. It's actually round. Yeah, we know that. Glad you could join us, Einstein. Oh really? Oh it's not flat. Yeah, I'm telling you, this isn't a hoax. Yeah, you mean all the people in the hospital, the people dying, the way our life has been changed. You you mean to tell us that this isn't a hoax? Oh, all right. Well, that's good to hear. <laughs> this is like, you know, the woman that talks to Elvis in the grocery store here. All right, let it continue. Uh, hold on. Here we go. Hold on, folks. Bear with me. It's John DePietro. Uh Here we go not being true that is far from the truth it does exist it does it was friday march 20th he had textbook symptoms but at the time he says he couldn't get tested he called his doctor and quarantined until nine days later woke up and collapsed because i couldn't breathe uh, i was hospitalized thereafter on the 29th of march and i was there 
for nine days. I was teeter, teetering on this world and the next. It really was a close call. Then he ended up back in the hospital for surgery due to another medical complication, which he says he knew nothing about. Doctor said, while your body was fighting COVID, it forgot about your gallbladder and it literally died inside of you. He's hoping his experience ah. with COVID will show you the impacts are real. I, I really take the time to be present and I stop worrying about the small stuff because I was in a position or a point in my life this year that I realized, wow, it just doesn't matter. You know, your health matters. Your family's health matters. Your friend's health matters. Our community health, is health matters. Now, Paul says he realizes the virus hits different for everyone. But he says if you can do things to avoid the virus, then you should. Boy, what a public service announcement. I haven't heard anyone explain it that way. The headline, this is not a hoax. Who who thinks it's a hoax? This, oh, yeah, boy, I was wrong. I thought it was all a big hoax. <laughs> Good luck to that crowd. I thought I thought it was a hoax. I I don't I don't even know how to address that. Maybe I don't mean to make too much of it. I'm glad this man is feeling better. Uh, I didn't realize how long ago it was. It was March. I thought it was more recent. I thought the interview we did with Tanya Signori. I thought that was a little more insightful. The people that are still not aware that it's serious, like I said, um, I'm not sure if we can reach them at this point. I'm not convinced that we can. I am convinced of this, though. I'm convinced that if you want to get your family some nice gifts or you want to get some gifts this holiday season, that are very meaningful. Log on to the website, topetro.com, and you want to take advantage of Operation Made, encouraging entrepreneurship one veteran at a time. Operation Made. Now, I broadcast from there on Veterans Day. Folks, these are all, all items. They're beautiful items made by veterans. The stores on Tollgate Road, Operation Made. Look for them on Facebook. They have the website going. You can link right through at the website, petro.com. So this is different. This is different. Thanksgiving is a week from tomorrow. And they're basically, if I'm reading this correctly, I think leaders, I think that Governor Raimondo is going to encourage people tomorrow to not have people over for Thanksgiving. That's what I think is going to happen. And you heard, I thought Tanya... Signori was good saying it's not worth it. She had the people over and it wasn't worth it. I know some people will say I'm, I'm not wearing a mask and she's not going to tell me. And I don't there's nothing that can be legally done to stop them. You know, then nothing will be legally done to stop them. I also want to address this business. Rhode Island Teachers Union want to re- return to remote learning. They've always wanted to do remote learning. Who would want to not have to, you know, you have a choice. You can either just stay in your home or you don't have to leave your home and you just do it from your kitchen and take days off. And, and do. I, 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 but it, that they signed up for that. Their job is as a teacher. And there's so much fear mongering that goes into that. And then all these people. But notice Governors Raimondo and Baker are saying, and by the way, folks, that was also... You guessed it. President Trump was the one saying 
Those children should be in school. President Trump said that. The children belong in school. The schools are not super spreaders. We went through all the drama and the people being paranoid. And this is a big contention right now. By the way, I I think some things do need to be worked out a little bit regarding. I know that it's it's problematic trying to get substitute teachers. Something that is a problem with how long people have to, um, how long they have to quarantine. That's uh, definitely a problem right now. It is. It is definitely a problem. I also want to look at concerns, Rhode Island restaurants, another statewide ban on dining just a week before Thanksgiving, when an estimated 50,000 people are projected to eat out across the state. I feel terrible about the restaurant situation. Restaurants, um, hold on, I'm also seeing right now, inside the Georgia State Capitol, Alex Jones leading the group of Trump supporters as they file in past security. <laughs> Georgia is just becoming the center of the universe. Um, as Those are big elections that are going on right now in Georgia that are going to be decided. And, and the Georgia, President Trump tweeted out, the Georgia recount is a joke being done in a protest. Thousands of fraudulent votes, real number of matching signatures. Folks, Georgia also, they, they're refusing Georgia, the state of Georgia will not do the unrequested mail ballots. Now, I also have heard that in Rhode Island, with some of the Republicans that are challenging, they want their races recounted, that the Board of Elections won't do it for them. And as I, I'm not going to go on and on, but as I've told you, the thing to look at here is the Board of Elections is going to put on a little dog and pony show next Monday and show, look at how well these machines work. Look at that machine. Look at how well the, the machine handles that. No one is, no one is uh, saying the machines can't count the ballots. I'm going to be very clear about that. Our issue is more of on Monday, the Rhode Island Board of Elections will conduct a risk-limiting audit of the state's results. State-of-the-art post-election audit. One of only five states risk-limiting on. They're doing it on the machines. No one is questioning that. What we're questioning is the people that voted. The amount of ballots that went out. And there's no way to verify that when a mail ballot application was sent out, whether it was a legitimate application. That's what we're talking about. But they have no interest in that. They don't want to address the fact that the ballots went out and they really don't know who sent a lot of them back. And you don't have to have a matching signature. The signature could be an X. The signature could be an X. Now, folks, good afternoon. Right now, coming up on one thirty on this Wednesday, it's John DePietro, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. I want to jump in and just tap in a little bit. This is Governor Baker giving his uh, updates. Schools as well as some guidance for college. Uh, as we get Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker, folks. First, I'll give a daily update. Yesterday, the Department of Public Health reported 2,263 cases. The seven-day average positivity rate is 3.25%. 66,000 new tests, plus or minus, were reported. And over 7.3 million tests have been reported in total since March here in Massachusetts. 
There are 835 cases currently hospitalized and 159 are in the ICU. The Commonwealth, as everybody knows, continues to see an increase in new cases and hospitalizations as we work our way through a second surge of COVID-19. Since Labor Day, we've seen a sharp increase in COVID cases and hospitalization. Cases are up by eight times since uh, Labor Day, and hospitalizations are up just over four times. The trends, obviously, are moving in the wrong direction, and this second surge is dangerous for all of us. Big case increases are particularly distressing as we head toward the holiday season where people traditionally gather in groups to celebrate. This is exactly the type of activity that increases your risk of contracting COVID and your risk of giving it to someone you care about. Our public health data indicates that the majority of our our cases are coming from household spread, where transmission can be rapid when people let down their guard. Today, we're urging everybody to make a difficult choice this Thanksgiving. If we treat this year just like we treat every other Thanksgiving, it's quite likely that it will trigger a significant spread. We know that that leads to serious illness for many, and in rare cases, death, especially among our senior citizens. This virus, as we all know, thrives in indoor social environments where people let down their guard. We saw what happened in Canada following their Thanksgiving in October, where they had a big spike in cases literally almost two weeks to the day after their holiday. And we simply can't afford to have that happen here. The Department of Public Health has put out guidance to help plan for a safe celebration. The best way to celebrate Thanksgiving is to only gather with members of your household, the people you live with. Any group gathering beyond this poses a significant chance of spreading the virus. DPH's guidance outlines the risks associated with gathering and has some tips about how important it is to wear masks and how to prepare food and serve it safely. That information is available at mass.gov slash Thanksgiving 2020. And as a reminder, our indoor gathering limit is 10 people for private gatherings. I know people are tired of hearing me talk about this. Folks, this is Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker. We're in the midst of a second surge. And it's critical that we take all the necessary steps that are not only designed but proven to keep us healthy. And this is particularly true for families that have grandparents and older relatives that are high risk and could fall critically ill from COVID-19. As a reminder, Massachusetts does have an out-of-state travel restriction in place and a travel policy that all visitors and residents must follow, including college students. If you're traveling from any state in the country, with the exception of Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, and Hawaii, you must either get a negative test result 72 hours prior to arriving in the Commonwealth or quarantine for 14 days after you get here. Even this list of states could narrow if cases keep rising. And before Thanksgiving, thousands of college students are leaving campus to travel home. With our high concentration of colleges and universities, Massachusetts sees a lot of traffic for students leaving campus and students coming back to Massachusetts from other states. This migration has school officials, state officials, public health experts, municipal officials, and many others very concerned 
this year because of the COVID-19 pandemic. The Commonwealth has updated our guidance to colleges and universities, advising that any students leaving campus to go home for the holidays should first receive a negative COVID-19 test administered by the college within 72 hours of their planned departure. Folks, this is Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker right here on the John DePietro Show. AM 1380, 99.9 FM. I want to just go with this just for another two minutes here. Testing students before they leave campus will reduce the risk of college students bringing the virus home to other family members during Thanksgiving and the upcoming holiday season. And we're asking colleges and universities to inform all students of the serious risks associated with going home without first receiving a negative COVID-19 test result. If a student does receive a positive test result before they're scheduled to leave campus, they must... If a student does receive a positive test result before they're scheduled to leave campus, they need to isolate in campus housing designated for COVID-positive students. Colleges across Massachusetts understand this and are prepared for it. After the holidays, when students return to campus, they need to also produce a negative COVID-19 test result administered within 72 hours of their return to campus. Colleges administer tests immediately to any student who returns to campus that's not been tested within 72 hours. And testing should apply to all students, whether they live on or off campus. These guidelines, which have been shared with the college community, are designed to ensure students are leaving campus where they are often in communal spaces and with peers free of the virus. Hopefully it will help prevent thousands of students from traveling around the state and over state lines to potentially infect their family members and loved ones with this virus when they return home. The pandemic obviously has brought a tidal wave of challenges to our state, our country, and in fact the globe. And it's been extremely difficult. People have made huge sacrifices. People have given up on all sorts of things that have been part of their daily routine. And people have lost loved ones along the way. And the virus is going to be with us until there's a vaccine or a treatment. And while there's lots of optimism with respect to the vaccine trials that are currently going on and what that could mean with respect to all that, thanks to the brilliant firms that are working on this, including Massachusetts-based Moderna and Pfizer, we still have a way to go. The vaccines do give us, I think, all real hope on the horizon. But until we get there, everybody still has a responsibility to stop the spread of this highly contagious virus. At this point, we have a broad base of scientific knowledge and several tools at our disposal that are proven to prevent COVID-19 spread and infection. But we have to practice that prevention every day in just about everything we do. Several weeks ago, we announced targeted measures to stop the spread of climbing cases and hospitalizations. Just want to remind people about what those are. Respect the stay-at-home advisory. Stay at home between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. Wear a mask whenever you're out in public and when you're not around members of your household. And avoid social gatherings with people you don't live with. Can't stress this one enough. It's a really significant issue with respect to the spread of COVID, not just here in the Commonwealth of Mass, 
put around the country. And at this point, folks should be going to school or to work and going home. And if people abide by these very simple rules and concepts and do it consistently, it can allow us to keep everything open, our schools and our economy. And it can give us the kind of holiday season that I think everybody is hoping for. So, folks, schools stay open in mass. Scientific studies have shown that COVID transmission in schools is low, even for schools and communities that have higher rates of COVID. The Department of Elementary and Secondary Education has released thousands, and probably more like hundreds of pages of guidance. Hundreds? It's been endorsed by the American Academy of Pediatrics on how to structure safe in-person learning. And there's a growing body of evidence that the impact on kids not being in school with learning at home is causing other health problems like anxiety, depression, and obesity. In school is the best place for our kids to be. And if for no other reason, folks should take the state's COVID precautions seriously so that our schools can stay open. Businesses are also doing their part to operate under the COVID safety guidelines that were developed earlier this year. And most of our economy is open, and we would like to keep it that way. We can't afford to let the virus progress to a point in time where our hospital system struggles to provide the care that people here in the Massachusetts need and expect. People need to act to prevent this from happening. Working, as we talked last week, with MEMA and UMass Memorial, we're in the process of standing up a field hospital that will be available in early December in Worcester. Our administration. All right, folks, and again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. I wanted to get into that a little bit. That was Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker. Just because, listen, I mean, so many of you I know that listen to this program on either 99.9 FM or AM 1380. You live in Massachusetts. The states are obviously side by side. Um, as a matter of fact, if Jeff Camacho looks out the window, we can, you know, look into Massachusetts right there. At, uh, at Bellingham, but the, the tomorrow will be the Governor Raimondo press briefing, and I think I, I'm starting to sense that we, we seem to be on, the, the two of them seem to be on the same page. The state with the guidelines are starting to mirror. Right now, whether people like it or not, everything seemingly is focused on Thanksgiving. They don't want people getting together with Thanksgiving. They want everyone to stay home. They don't want you to have relatives over. And then people are going to have to decide. Um, I think, if in case you missed it, a little bit earlier we had on Tanya Signoria, the Rhode Island Echo. And, you know, she said something that I haven't heard a lot of other people say. And even that Channel 12 piece that I found a little ridiculous of the guy. It's not a hoax. I found out it's not a hoax. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, when we started to see the hospitals filling up, we, we knew they weren't actors in, in, in the hospital. But it's just making that phone call, making that phone call to tell people, hey, I have it, and you better get yourself tested. And I, I think one of the, the biggest problems with next Thursday, and this is something everyone goes through, is let's be honest, um, you don't want to be the one that somehow that people get contagious, they get it from your home or from you. And an old relative who could then end up in the hospital. I know, and I've met people that say, hey, if I get it, I get it. Like that type of attitude. Um, 
I, I, I think that's that that's a tough one. That's a tough one to then you'd have to live with the fact that whoever it is, Uncle Ed, Aunt Emma, uh, Grandma, Nana, whoever, um, that they they got it at your house on Thanksgiving. That's a tough one. That's a tough one to have to then live with. And as much as they say you can't fully prove, there'd be some people would know. You'd know that Uncle Ed, he ended up getting it when he came over and you asked him if he wanted more gravy. And when you went to get it, that's probably when you somehow he contracted it. That, that No one wants to be in that situation. No one wants to be in that situation. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Yankee Tree. Now, remember, call Yankee Tree today, 401-439-6028. Rob and his team, they are just terrific. Yankee Tree, 401-439-6028. Tree trimming experts in Lincoln, Rhode Island, call for a free quote. Uh, They do tree removal. They do stump grinding, tree pruning. They are efficient. They are just terrific. And I'll tell you, when they attack you, emergency service or bucket truck service or bobcat service, Rob and his crew at Yankee Tree, they it's like they attack your property. They show up, and he's got a crew of uh, individuals, and boom, they get to work, and they have everything they need. So whether it's tree removal or stump grinding or tree pruning or, hey, if this is an emergency service, a tree comes down. You can depend on Yankee Tree. Tree removal since 2006, 24-7. Call them and get a quote, 401-439-6028. Call Rob at Yankee Tree, and you can also find them online. I just find them, uh, I, I recommend them to people. They are very, very efficient. They're professional. They're dependable. They're Yankee Tree. 401-439-6028. This is a good time of year. Maybe you're going to have um, some trees removed from your property that you don't need or stump grinding. Get that eyesore out of there. Or maybe you just need some trees pruned or uh, whatever it may be. Yankee tree. I uh, highly recommend them. You can someone, – someone sent me an email. Juan, can I mention – yes, by all means, you can mention my name. 401. Of course. I, I'm your friend. I'm your pal Juan. 401 439 401 439-6028 for Yankee Tree. Give them a call. Uh, they are just terrific. Right now, it's 144 on this Wednesday. And I and I recognize, by the way, that some people are going to say, you know, the hell with the governor. Tomorrow, Governor Mundo press briefing. I believe that the governor, Governor Mundo's instructions for Rhode Island, I think they're going to somewhat mirror Massachusetts. I think her and Governor Baker are on the same page of how to combat this. Um, they have been consistent. There are some other states and governors that are kind of backtracking, say, we know we said not to do this, but do this. And, folks, some of this is, um, I think a lot of it is actually, it's pretty basic. It's pretty easy. It's, I don't know how much science is involved. If, um if you have it, the hospitalizations are mounting. If you have someone in your home and they have the virus and they quarantine for 10 days to two weeks, they don't go around anyone and they don't venture out 
and you're very cautious about it, as they get better, no one in the house will get the virus. It's it's not that complicated. If if people think of the germs that get spread with people shaking hands, people being too close to someone, people just talking. Another area, by the way, I received a good email from Larry, who listens to the program, and he always has very knowledgeable emails. He's so, folks, I'm so fortunate that so many of you send me such thoughtful, detailed information. Something he touches on is the eyes. He wears goggles when he goes out. He has somewhat of a compromised immune system, and uh, the droplets can spread into the eyes. Outside is better than inside. Inside is where the virus can thrive. It's obviously very contagious. Right now, they do have a COVID-19 shot. 95% effective could be, could be available soon. Folks, next year is when you, then you really start to learn to live with the virus. It does seem to be a delay game. As they get better with the testing, and they are, as we get more vaccines available, which they're about to, and then never mind Rhode Island's going to be a, a test place for them. I, I think that the, the, um, Model that Governor Amundo and Governor Baker are kind of setting up right now. I I think it's it seems to be a a winning one. But the testing, make no mistake about it, the t- testing's a problem. Now listen tomorrow. If you again, if you have a question for the governor, please go to my website, depetro.com, hit contact John. And something that else also really Channel 12 had a good piece. It's almost impossible. Rhode Island struggles to ID the source of the new infections. I mean, everyone is struggling, though. I think a lot of it's being inside. Let me hear a little bit of, um, this is a Channel 12 piece they have on this. officials have repeatedly said that small indoor social gatherings are the main factor in the recent spike of COVID-19 cases. But data obtained by Target 12 shows health officials actually have limited insight into exactly where the virus transmission is taking place. 12 News reporter Brittany Schaefer takes a closer look into Target 12's findings. Well, the main takeaway is the virus is so widespread, it's difficult for health officials to determine exactly where virus transmission is taking place through contact tracing. And recent data shows it's difficult to determine if small social gatherings are the main culprit. The Department of Health says pinpointing exactly where someone contracted COVID-19, almost impossible. Data obtained by Target 12 shows between October 6th and 19th, at least 151 infected people reported attending a social gathering within the previous 14 days. Yet those individuals represent less than 5% of the more than 3,000 new infections reported during that same period, underscoring how rarely the state is hearing from people who are getting sick. Among those 151 people who did respond, one of every three people say they attended church within the last two weeks, making religious services the most common type of gathering cited. The second most was birthday parties. The limited information painting a somewhat different picture than Governor Gina Raimondo describes in her weekly briefings. What is it you're asking? It's what we've been talking about for weeks, small gatherings with friends and family that occur primarily indoors 
with masks off. This data did not include other categories like work, school, or protests. And because the numbers are so small, health officials said they are likely skewed. And despite the limited insight, the virus is so widespread that public health experts at Brown University say it's vitally important not to gather in large groups for Thanksgiving. Governor Gina Raimondo is asking Rhode Islanders to only gather with people living in the same home. I'm Brittany Schaefer, 12 News. Now that's a, a good piece. And again, I, I can already predict it, folks. Right now at 149, good afternoon on this Wednesday, it's John DePietro. No, tomorrow we are going to go, uh, we'll be broadcasting Governor Mundo's weekly press briefing. I will be there. If you have a question that you want the governor to ask, and I mean a legitimate question. I'm telling you right now, the focus is going to be on um, that the state needs more testing. The state needs more testing. There are some people that are not following the quarantine. But I think that piece that I just played, what's so effective about that and and true and important is it seems right now as we're moving into we are in the second wave and there are people, um, it's just normal. We're going to be outdoors, indoors more, right? Today's it's it's cold out. Um, It's very tough. I I agree with what a lot of people are saying about it. I, I also think the virus is just so contagious you know, we, we learned during the course of the nice weather that it was okay to have people over in the summertime and you could sit outside in the nice weather and have a cookout or, um, or just whatever it may be. But as soon as now that even if it's small groups going inside, the, the virus thrives inside and then you have someone over and you're eating – it seems to also be when people take their masks off. And I know people don't want to hear that. And I'm not going to be the one. I recognize I am not going to be the one to convince you to wear the mask. There are some people that refuse to. I mentioned that last week I was mortified. I'm still shocked when I when I see people shaking hands. I was at the Trump honking wave covering that on Facebook Live on Saturday. There were people coming up to me. Hey, John DePietro, water. I love it. They go to shake my hand. I, now, I don't cave. Some people might cave. Some people may feel, well, I felt I needed to. You know, President Trump was saying that the Gold Star families come up to him and they want to hug him. And what is he supposed to do? Tell them no? Yes. Yes, Mr. President. That's one thing I disagree with the president on. Right now at 151, I'll put myself in the top tier. I'm identified as the top Trump supporter in the area, in the state, at least in Rhode Island. As many of you know, I have emceed. Uh, only Trump rally in Rhode Island with the man himself. I have been inside the White House. Um, I've had his son on, obviously, but I I've have been up and spoken in person with the president. But what really altered the election was him uh, coming down with COVID, and and to me that should have been avoided at all cost. The Amy Coney Barrett event they had was very costly. He It was the weekend before the debate. He was in good spirits that Saturday. That event at the White House was on a Saturday. The president was in great spirits. And that night, he had a rally in Pennsylvania, and he was in rare form. That Tuesday night was that first debate, and it was a disaster. And I don't think he felt well. And I think he was already on medication, and then Friday he tested positive. 
And then the next week he couldn't do anything. And then the second debate was canceled. And then by the time he felt better, a lot of people had voted in some of these key states. Um, The president needed to be COVID free. President Trump needed to make sure under no circumstances did he come down with the virus. The virus hitting the White House, to me, cost him the election. I think right now at 153, I know it's Monday morning quarterbacking. This election was so much closer than people let you believe it was. Of course, the media was horrible. Media, Biden blowout. Biden going to win Florida. Biden going to win Texas. Wrong, wrong. Biden's going to win Ohio. Wrong. Biden's going to win North Carolina. Wrong. The president needed desperately not to come down with COVID. And, and from what we understand, Amy Coney Barrett, her and her children, and she had it this past summer. They spent 45 minutes in the Oval Office with the president and the first lady chatting, relaxing, uh, visiting, if you will. Think of that. 45 minutes in the Oval Office with the president of the United States and the first lady. One of her kids could have had it. One of her kids could have had it and given it to the first lady or just been contagious where then Melania picked it up, who then could have given it to the president. Um. The president needed to make sure he didn't get it. If he did not come down with COVID, what a different, that would have been a different first debate. He was brilliant in the third debate. The president was right about so many different things. The media was so unfair. God, they were unfair. Ah, terrible. The president said kids belong in school. Governor Baker, Governor Mundo were right. Children belong in school. Biden wants to pull them out. Distance learning, which is not effective. Kids are not learning distance learning. President Trump said we're going to have a vaccine by the end of the year. He was right. It looks like we have a vaccine before Thanksgiving. Forget about the end of the year. It's way right. Media wouldn't. No, no way. No way. He's saying that. There's no Fauci. No, not going to have it by the end of the year. Wrong. President was right on that. I think if you remove him getting COVID... He doesn't have, he has a better first debate. We also learned what? What did we learn? Let Biden talk. Biden, he's not, he's like running on empty. He would have been exhausted after the first half hour if you didn't interrupt him. Let him talk. Chris Wallace was the wrong moderator. Mr. President, do you want to switch places with me? I'll be quiet. I can't stand Chris Wallace. No, the president didn't come down with COVID. Um... Because then he was off the campaign trail. He was off the campaign trail where he finished so strong. Then they were more outside. Then they were wearing the masks. Those That last 10 days, last week of the rallies, have you ever seen anyone close as strong as that? And then on election day, his people turned out. We turned out. We voted at the polls on election day. We did. The mail ballots were a problem. Mail ballots were a problem. Unrequested. Unrequested mail ballot applications went out in Rhode Island and all over the country, and it was wrong. Should never have been allowed. They knew what they were doing. The Democrats knew. The Democrats knew what they were doing with the mail ballot applications that did not even have to be notarized. The mail ballot applic- mail ballots did not have to be notarized in Rhode Island. Boom, game over. 
right there. The game was over before it even began. That was a death knell. They needed that to go the other way. Couldn't afford it. Those are two components. Despite everything the media said, despite the pandemic, despite the riots, you've been threatened. We've been threatened that if he's elected, we're going to riot and destroy all the major cities. Despite all of that, despite Russia, despite impeachment, despite all those things, 71 million people went and voted and said, we want to give this guy four more years. And they really turned out election day, which is when the election is supposed to happen, right? Election day. That's the day of the election, except for this year. And then what did they say? Oh, by the way, you can go and vote if you have COVID. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know, even though now we have all these mail ballots that are there. Used to be absentee ballots. Now it's mail ballots. Now it's commonplace. Now they don't want to let people look at the voter roll. I want to get a copy of the voter roll. There's more people voting in Rhode Island that are registered to vote. And Nellie Gorbia says, oh, no, no, no need. No need. We're not going to do that. We're not going to release the. No, we have to protect people's privacy. Oh, okay. That's right. I forgot about that. Have to protect their privacy. Even though no one's had their identity stolen off the voter roll. No one. And other states do it. Nope. Can't do that. Folks, it's John DePietro on this Wednesday. Again, Governor Raimondo, press briefing tomorrow. I just want to remind you, if you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body. Did someone hit your car? Maybe someone you work with or a family member? West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. 401-272-3340 for West Fountain Auto Body. They will repair your vehicle, get it back on the road. They're going to work for you, not the insurance company. If you're ever in an accident... Call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. Well, listen, tomorrow, now coming up, we're going to have the 2 o'clock news, and then it'll be the John Dion program. I am back tomorrow at 11. Tomorrow, we will be at the Governor Mundo press briefing. Do you have a question for her you want me to ask? You do? Visit the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, the official website of you-know-who. And I will uh, ask your question. Listen, stay warm on this Wednesday. And then tomorrow uh, we'll be broadcasting from there. Plus, we'll get the latest with the governor. I think Thanksgiving is going to change as far as plans. Stay tuned for your 2 o'clock news. The John Dion program is next. It's John DePietro. Enjoy. Right now it's 2 o'clock.